This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to a solo post-game edition of the Grizzden Pod. Um, we have a very special few minutes from our uh, time at Silky's after the game. Um, if you don't follow us on Instagram, the the entirety of the Grizzden Pod decided at the last minute to go to the FedEx Forum and attend tonight's game uh, because they uh, increased the capacity. And so um, not only were – not only did we expect a playoff atmosphere, but this could very well be the final home game of the 2020-2021 uh, season. And so uh, we couldn't miss it, and boy, did it deliver – Grizzlies come home with a win, 100 to 96. They'll play the winner, excuse me, they'll play the loser of the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. Six minutes left in that game, as I'm recording right now. Lakers are up one. Um, So Grizzlies will travel out to either LA or San Francisco and take on one of those two teams on Friday night. Um, But tonight, was about the win against the Spurs. And um, it was a throwback game in almost every respect. In the first uh, case, the forum felt like it did during the um, run of playoff appearances when we had the grit and grind era. The Even, even though it was at 40% capacity, the energy, the noise level, um, you could feel the the playoff vibe. And there is nothing better as a Grizzlies fan than returning to that. Um, the Really the last time we got to experience the forum at that level was probably the Conley game against... Uh, Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs when Marcus all hit the game winner, but Conley and Kawhi kept going back and forth. I think that was in 2017, but it doesn't feel like only four years ago. It feels like an era ago because literally this entire team has has uh, has been transformed. It's a it's a brand new roster. It's the first time this group, besides last year, the Portland bubble game was. There were some stakes, obviously, but it wasn't a home playoff game in front of fans. And this was the first experience that this group was going to have. And 
Um, I was really, really impressed with how the Grizzlies um, put on tonight. They had a huge um, party outside. Um, They um, had a brand new um, opening video to announce the starting lineups with just an incredible sequence and montage and it it was it was done very well and of course we had the growl towels um just filling the arena and that's really when you know that playoff basketball is in its time um for for just a, a different level of hoops and um as we got into the game you know to be honest it was the very first possession after this entire build up was a DeJounte Murray steal from John Moran. He just went and uh, had a layup at the other end of the court or a dunk, I can't remember. But either way, it it was one of those plays where you get nervous as a Grizzlies fan because um, if you're a new listener and have just started following the Grizzlies or if you're an old listener, you know, the Spurs are have been a longtime rival. The Grizzlies, in fact, have played the most – playoff games against the Spurs in all of their playoff games. And so there's a history here. Um, And even though Patty Mills is essentially the only spur left from that era of, of playoff battles, I mean, it's still, I mean, Grizzlies fans are conditioned to, to expect the worst when facing the Spurs. Um, So you go in with that history and then Murray has that steal in the very first possession, and all of a sudden you're that 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 um, switch inside of you kind of flips where you're just like, oh gosh. Um, but then the Grizzlies rip off a a thirty-eight to nineteen first quarter, and the Spurs couldn't make a shot. The Grizzlies were defending. Um, they were the Grizzlies really hit everything um, in that first quarter, and. And it was a blast, and that's really when the energy. I mean, Dylan Brooks's dunk um, was, I think, the the loudest the arena got, save for the very end of the game. But um, it was an incredible quarter to just kick off the game. Um, but you knew that the Spurs were the Spurs. Popovich was going to make adjustments. He was going to target weaknesses and um, hurdle played incredible tonight he was the rim protector that he was um we we referenced it on our instagram live that that was going to be the matchup to watch was was Jonas Valanciunas versus uh Jakob Pertl and it's not going to show up on the box score but Pertl had a great night however Valanciunas had a 23.23 rebound performance and was an absolute rock in the paint throughout the game um, he was the stabilizer, and um, whenever we needed a bucket, we would go to Jonas. And um, he really has been the most valuable player um, in terms of just production. However, um, you'll hear it at the end of this podcast, but we owe Dylan Brooks an apology. He is ready for these moments. He um, 
stepped up. He was the energy of this team. He, um, in the fourth quarter, brought offense. I think he had six straight points at one one sequence of the game uh, when we were really neck and neck with the Spurs. Um, he was the leading scorer of the game with 24 points. Um, he was doing it all. And uh, he took he, – he and Jaron both avoided getting into foul trouble, which was huge for this game because we were going to need them both. Jaron, interestingly enough, only had 10 points on 10 shots. And he uh, wasn't actually in our closing lineup. We had Kyle at the four and Bain at the two and Dylan at the three. And um, it was that was the one area in which you know, you could question whether that was the correct decision to make. Obviously, we got the win, but, um, you know, would it be better? Would it have been better to get Jaron more looks in the offense, running more plays for him? Um, he looked a little out of it, although he didn't get into foul trouble, which was good. Um, I thought that Melton had one moment in the game, but other than that, it's still what we talked about in the last podcast where he just doesn't quite look like he's ready uh, for these moments. Brandon Clark got a DNP, and Tillman was the guy who Taylor Jenkins went with to back up the center position. And though Tillman didn't put up really any box score stats, he did some little things um, – whether it was help on defense or um, moving the ball on offense, where he didn't I, – I wouldn't say he had a great game, but he wasn't a negative for the Grizzlies. Tyus Jones had a few good minutes backing up Ja. Grayson made his return tonight with just, a, I think, five minutes or so. Didn't do a thing. And Jenkins, um, if there's one area of the game to um, critique – Coaching, it would have been that second quarter when Jenkins went with a an all-bench lineup, and that's when the Spurs made their run. In fact, the Spurs outscored the Grizzlies 30-18 to in the second quarter, and that was the, um, the reason why it was close because of that those five or six minutes when the bench really – um gave it up. I mean, there was no nobody wanted to step up and take a shot and uh Jenkins in the in the second half. I mean, you can see it by the minute totals. John Morant played 41 minutes. Dylan Brooks played 40 and Jonas played 38. Um those three guys are ha- have proven to be you know, your go-tos on offense. And Kyle Anderson is always trustworthy. I mean, he had he had he he was the fourth leading minute minute with uh, thirty two, as well as Jaron with thirty one. So those five guys, the starters, played the bulk of the minutes. But shout out to Desmond Bain. Uh, Bain, um, he was ready. Seven points, six rebounds. 
he was um he just looked like he belonged i mean he's 22 years old he's been through it um in college um but usually for a rookie it's not like it's not this easy thing to walk into and yet bain um made plays at the basket he he just looked like he belonged he was ready for the moment and that was invaluable because without him we really had no one to go to at the two guard um, position and then just he and Tillman being so reliable at such a young age um huge uh for the Grizzlies in this this playoff run or this play and run rather um DeRozan and Rudy Gay were were uh two of the the uh players that just made the biggest impact on offense for the Spurs um they it really did, as I mentioned at the top, feel like this G- grit and grind game, mainly because both of these teams, neither of these teams particularly shoot well from three, nor do they take. They're, they're two of the lowest volume te- teams from three. Uh, the Grizzlies shot seven for 22, and the Spurs were eight for 22. So no one shot relatively well. The The big number... Also to, to call out here for the Grizzlies, which has just become an increased, um, increasingly frustrating stat, is the free throw percentage. The Grizzlies shot 54% from the line, 13 of 24. Um, the game would not have been nearly as close um, were the Grizzlies to have hit their free throws down the stretch. I know Desmond Bain missed one. John Morant uh, missed one the first of two and then hit the second to go up four. Um, there was actually a video that surfaced of Ja shooting free throws in the FedEx form after the game had ended. That's what you love to see um, from your leader on the team. But at the same time, um, we need them when it counts. And so um, that is that is one, one area in which uh, – the team could absolutely improve, um, and and against a team that isn't San Antonio, we're just not going to 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 win unless we hit more of these three three uh, three pointers. And it's just um, it's been one of the an area to watch for sure. But um, all in all, and I'll 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 wrap here and move to. Um, <laughs> our segment from, from Silky's apologizing to Dylan. Um, but it was just so good to be back. I mean, regardless of what happens on Friday, I think Brantley and Ty would agree. Um, it was just incredible to be back in the grindhouse uh, with something at stake, playing a game that mattered, and ultimately finding a way to win. And uh, if, if this is the end of the season – and Friday is our last game. Um, then it's been it's been a good year, and we'll do all of the off season podcasts. We'll unpack everything, um, and we'll look ahead to the future. But um, they dug deep tonight, and we had a blast. So um, I hope you enjoy our ode to Dylan here to finish out the podcast, and we will talk to you. Um, during slash after the game on Friday, it's, uh, two minutes left in this 
LA Golden State game and they're tied up. So it'll be interesting to see who we play. Um, but either way, we know Dylan Brooks will be ready. All right, we're here on Beale Street, Silvio Sullivan's after the game. We've unpacked it all. And uh, we just wanted to bring this to you on the podcast from here. This is the portion of the show where we apologize officially to Dylan Brooks. Okay? Uh, We'll each speak on this, and I I can start. Uh, Dylan, if you're listening, we... He's a listener. He is. We didn't believe in you ever since your first game when you scored 19 points and we thought we had something, and then we realized it was... It was going to lead to a lot of bad habits over the years. A lot of low field goal percentages. And, and Dylan, listen, what matters is the playoffs. And you're showing us that you're a playoff player. Regardless of your regular season, regardless of anything, you're the only Grizzly who came to play. You're the only one who kept us in the Warriors game. And if you hadn't fouled and out. Jonas. <laughs> and Jonas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is. <laughs> Jonas, we love just uh, unconditionally. However, Dylan, thank you for tonight. You kept us in this damn game. And uh, we really, really appreciate it. We are. Um, we obviously can't unsay everything we've said. And I don't believe that it was all unfounded. However, you're showing us your stones here in the playoffs when it matters most. Dylan. This this goes out to Dylan. The Sam Cassell walking down the court. I hope you all all know what I'm referencing. If not, just Google it. Big balls. <laughs> DB, man, you earned my respect. You fed me my words. They tasted great. Mad respect. I'm your fan, and I will be moving forward. Dylan, buddy, we go way back. Uh, uh, I may or may not have been your most critical Grizzden podcaster and uh, I just want you to know that I'm just really proud of you man I'm, I'm so proud of just the way you showed up and you know just like you sucked ass in the past who cares that I made really bold claims about how terrible you were in the past so here's to you man just for stepping up um Getting a little bit of a trim in that uh, that haircut, you know, but bringing it to the playoffs. We appreciate the professionalism on the Grizzden pod. And um, it looks like you're going to be guarding LeBron James on Friday because it's halftime and the Warriors are up 13 points. And uh, I would, you know, I can't wait to watch you agitate him. So this is a half-hearted apology because – I sort of halfway think that you're going to suck at some point in the future. But I'm really, I'm really proud of you tonight. I feel like a father figure. So thank you. Dylan, you might not realize it, but that was the best compliment Brantley's ever given anybody.
We love you, Dylan the villain. Bring it home for us on Friday. Come on, baby. We love you.